Hello, and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we'll be talking about the events from the weekend of May 22nd through the 24th of 2020. And we are going to start off with the British royal family. Before we get started with the British royal family, um, I'm just going to pick fun at myself for just a minute here. Um, I have literally always thought I'm doing this in al- alphabetical order. Turns out I'm not. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm such a dork, you guys. Um, so Belgium really should go first um, and then the British royal family. But, you know, at this point, we've been doing, I've been doing this for almost <laughs> five months <laughs> We're just going to keep it how it is. But just know that for a long time, I thought this was being done in alphabetical order. So there's what a dork I am some days. <laughs> anyway, um, starting with the British royal family, we had on Friday, um, the Prince of Wales, who sent a video message launching the Book of Remembrance, um, which is an online memorial book to remember those in the United Kingdom who have died as a result of the coronavirus. Um, So St. Paul's Cathedral created this so that people can grieve the loss of their loved ones. Um, So now is a good time to point out that um, reminder, people cannot be attending funerals or be with their dying loved ones at this time um, because of, you know, restrictions on large gatherings. Um, So the message was fine. There was nothing spectacular about it. But what I think was so much better um, is that the fact that this is something that exists. Um, It just really gives me um, not warm, fuzzy feelings, but like, oh, good feelings. Um, Like, oh, good, there's a way for people to remember the their loved ones in a, a public forum. Um, so I am luckily one of the people that has not been affected really in any way by this virus other than like the way I live my life has changed a little bit. Um, but that's nothing in comparison to people who have gotten the virus or people who have lost someone they know, um, to coronavirus. Um, And so, kind of in the mental health realm, I know that this is a trying time for anyone who is going through grief, um, but not able to experience that grief in a traditional way. Um, And so to see something like this out there done by the Church of England is just really great. in terms of long-term healing. So I thought that was really, really important um, and something to highlight from the weekend. And then on Saturday, um, Queen Elizabeth sent a message to the president of Pakistan um, because Friday night, um, there was a pretty terrible plane crash in uh, near the Pakistani city of Karachi, um, where 97, of the 99 people aboard the plane were killed. 
Um, so this message read, quote, Prince Philip and I have been saddened by the news of the plane crash near Karachi on Friday. We send our most sincere condolences to you, the family and friends of those who have died, and to the Pakistani people, particularly at this time. Um, signed Elizabeth R. So the particularly at this time is because it is, um, I believe, like Eid Mubarak, um, which is the end of the Ramadan month um, and the celebration week um, at the end of Ramadan. Um, so Pakistani, or Pakistani, Pakistan is obviously um, a primarily Islamic country um, where they are celebrating Eid Mubarak um, quite substantially at this point. Um, and so that has got to be a, a downer um, to have a plane crash near your city. Um, and also there were houses that were affected. I mean, it, it was just really bad. Um, so very nice of her to send this message. Um, and then on Sunday, so today, um, we had some snippets of information from the Duke of Cambridge that came out um, in a couple of different ways. Um, so there was a report that came out um, with the Sunday morning papers about the BBC documentary that is coming out uh, this Thursday evening, um, which is Mental Health, Prince William and Football, I think is the title of it. Um, and so in this, he, uh, William is being interviewed by a famous football soccer player. Um, and he talked about both the extreme joy and also um, immense fear that he felt about becoming a father after going through um, trauma. So obviously the trauma of losing um, his mother, Princess Diana, at 15, um, just in general losing a parent makes you kind of afraid to become a parent. Um, and then he also talked about, um, and these are just snippets of the documentary, so I can't wait to watch the whole thing. So he also talked a little bit about his relationship with Kate and how they go through things together. Um, and his quote from that is, quote, me and Catherine particularly, we support each other and we go through these moments together and we kind of evolve and learn together. I mean, come on, like so sweet. Why are they so cute? I love it. Um, and so I think this documentary is going to be really great. Um, I probably won't be able to watch it until Friday. Um, so I'm toying around with the idea of making um, like a special on the documentary where I can kind of go into detail about a lot of the different things that William talks about and the mental health side of it. Um, or if like this weekend the royal families were really slow, we'll just talk about that for next Monday's episode. Stay tuned. It'll be a surprise to both of us. Um, and so that is the, oh, no, it's not. Um, so then um, today, also this morning, um, Westminster Abbey has been doing a really great job about releasing um, services on like online platforms. Um, so like voice services through podcasts and um, I think some streaming, I don't quite know. Um, but today, because it is the end of Mental Health Week, uh, Westminster Abbey and the Archbishop of Canterbury um, made their sermon and their program, their service about mental health. Um, so, which is really, really great. Um, and William joined in and pre-recorded a message um, about Mental Health Week and mental health in the Church of England. Um, and so this is significant, one, in a couple of ways. Um, 
obviously one day William is going to be the head of the Church of England when he is eventually proclaimed king. Um, and then this is also one of the first times that he has really talked about religion in a public forum like this. Um, so he talked about mental health and mental health week um, and seeking out help if you need it. Um, and then what was more surprising was that the Archbishop of, Canter of Canterbury um, shared that he himself had experienced depression and he sought out help because of the work that um, the Royal Foundation, so the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, and at the time, um, the now Duke of Sussex, have been working on. So he, he mentioned both of those two. Um, and I just think, like, that shows what a big impact um, their work really has. Um, so really great stuff there from the British royal family. Also just kind of like a, a downer of a weekend, um, which, you know, sometimes things like that happen. Um, and so now we are going to skip a lot of countries. Um, so we are going to skip Belgium, Denmark. Oh, that's it. Okay, we're going to skip those two. And then we're going to go to the Netherlands. There's going to be a lot of countries we're skipping through this whole episode, though. Just a warning. Um, so now we're going to move on to the Netherlands. sent a greeting on the occasion for the end of Ramadan. Um, so it literally feels like just yesterday we were talking about the start of Ramadan and now it's over. Um, their message says, now that the fasting month of Ramadan is coming to an end, we wish everyone who is preparing for its end a happy uh, Eid Mubarak. Even though you can't be together with all who you love, we hope that this year it will be a party of spirit and connection for you. Signed, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima. Um, so just, you know, great to mark the occasion. Um, and then on Sunday, King Willem Alexander attended the Memorial Day ceremony at the Netherlands American Cemetery in Margraten. Um, so this is in honor of the American Memorial Day and is held every Sunday, every last, every Sunday before Memorial Day in the Netherlands. Um, so Memorial Day is an American holiday where we um, honor everyone who has lost their lives in wars, um, not just specifically any war, um, but all wars. Um, and so this was a really interesting thing to learn about. Um, so Margraten is a territory that was liberated by the American army um, in September of 1944, um, when the Netherlands was occupied by the Nazis. Um, and in November of that same year, the Dutch government made the decision that the area was available to the Americans to be used as a cemetery. Um, which I just think is both wonderful and sad. Um, wonderful of the alliance that the two countries share 
Um, and also, like, obviously very sad um, because of the need for a, a, um, a cemetery in the area. Um, so the ceremony obviously had no audience. Um, the ambassador from the United States to the Netherlands was uh, in attendance. Um, and King Willem Alexander was there where he laid um, the first wreath at the ceremony. So there was a spot for like five or six wreaths, um, all commemorating the American Memorial Day, um, which as an American, I really appreciate that something like this exists. Um, and as a royal watcher, I love the fact that the king came. Um, so that was wonderful to see. Um, and now we're going to skip Norway and move on to Spain. surprise on Friday we had some video calls that King Felipe and Queen Letizia did um I the reason I am surprised I should not have been but I was um Friday was their 16th wedding anniversary and I just did not expect them to work after their day on Thursday um I kind of thought that the visit to Merca Madrid would have been um kind of their last thing for the week but you know, I was wrong, um, and I really shouldn't have been surprised. Um, so on Friday, we started off with a video call from Letizia with representatives of the fitness industry in Spain, um, where they confer, conferred, conveyed to her their desire to open as soon as possible. Um, they discussed both the loss of the of business um, by not being able to operate, so therefore affecting them on a business standpoint, but also the fact that they are not able to bring their employees back, um, so their employees are not able to make an income at this time. Um, so, which the impact of like not having people with incomes is obviously substantial. Um, so I'm not, I don't really know how to talk about this because I'm not Spanish and I don't want to seem like I know what's happening because I don't. I can only read what Casa Real puts out and I don't always understand because I don't understand Spain all that well. I mean, I do, but not all of it. So I, it feels like by the things that I'm watching are being, it feels like Felipe and Letizia are being lobbied for their promotion of ideas. Um, so like reopening the gyms. Um, Spain has an incredibly well done reopening-ish plan. Um, they call it the plan for the new normal or something like that. Um, and so like clearly Felipe and Letizia 
Letizia especially, um, are not making any of these decisions. Spain has four phases of reopening um, and requirements that have to be met before moving into the next phase. Um, And so each territory of Spain is going at this at a different rate. Um, And so I'm just going to need, like, everyone in Spain to just be patient with the reopening, Um, which is me losing my cool just a little bit. But, like, I truly don't understand why it seems like they're being lobbied. And this isn't necessarily a critique. It's just a confusion about the political-ish side of their job. Um, So that's just my little rant on Spanish politics for the day. Um, and then Felipe had a had a video call with representatives of the Spanish logistics world um, where they discussed um, logistics role in keeping the food supply chain going um, and how they will stay um, competitive and relevant in a post-coronavirus Spain or the new normal for Spain. Um, So that one seemed really normal. Like, that was great. Um, And not lobby-like. Maybe maybe I'm just reading into it wrong. I don't know. I'm sure I I am. Um, Okay. So then, together, Felipe and Letizia had a video call with the Chamber of Commerce for Spain, um, where everyone on the call talked about the concerns that local chambers are having about... um, reopening in businesses that are being affected. Um, So Chambers of Commerce support business um, and all the things that business entail. And so with a reopening, um, the way Spain is doing it is there's like capacity limits. Um, So the altogether like income of a business is not going to be right back up to where it was pre-March 11th, 12th, 12th. Um, and so, you know, I, yeah, they're, they're being affected and um, however, okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, however, this meeting seems much more like a normal meeting um, to share information about what is happening in the country rather than um, a lobbying meeting that I have gotten the feeling of, uh, for the past few days, but I don't live in Spain. I'm not Spanish. That's probably not what they're doing at all. Um, so I mentioned this at the, so I'm just going to move past my rant, um, and my confusion. I really, I wrote this on Friday. I really thought I would be over this by now. I'm not, um, because I'm really confused by it. Um, okay. So I mentioned this at the top of the Spanish segment, but Friday was Felipe and Letizia's 16th wedding anniversary. Um, So just a little quick bio on their relationship. Um, So they were married after a secret two-ish year relationship um, that that led to an engagement announcement in November of 2003. Um, And they were married on May 22nd, 2004. So here's a fun fact about May 22nd. That is the day that it is least likely to rain in Madrid. Well, it poured on their wedding day. Uh, Rained 
pretty much nonstop through their entire wedding day. And then it's been 16 years. It has not rained a day since. It has not rained on a May on May 22nd since then in Madrid. Um, so together, Felipe and Letizia, which like what a thing to have your wedding be the only day May 22nd it has rained in 16 years. Um, so together the two have um two daughters. Uh, Leonora, the Princess of Astorias, and the Infanta Sofia. Um, so I have a whole post on Instagram um, for their anniversary that I will continue to do for every wedding anniversary coming up. Um, if you want to see like pictures of the two through the years, and I think there's a couple of family pictures in there, um, so you can see how the family has kind of like evolved and changed over the years, which is kind of fun. Um, and then the rest of the weekend was really quiet. Um, and then there was nothing in Sweden. So that's the end of the podcast. Um, I will be back tomorrow. I have been working on the dailyroyal.com website quite a bit over the weekend. Um, we are almost completely done building it out for like this phase, um, which is exciting. I'm like Spain. I have different phases of how I'm doing this. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and I will be posting pictures of events from the weekend on Instagram tonight. Um, so be sure to check that out. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye.